Ladies and gentlemen and lowlifes, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Emo Brown, the podcast, brought to you by the Emo Brown Media family, and also by Grasshopper. For all your medicinal, recreational cannabis needs, make sure you make that card clack and 15% back, pop in on a Tuesday, get 30% off your whole purchase. You like joints? Do you like pre-rolls? Emo Brown's got a pre-roll. Cruise in, smoke it, do your thing, get on it. For these rainy days, I like to go to lower left, Obit. I like to go visit Theo Bobby and see what he's selling to protect me from this rain because I'm a gremlin and I multiply when it rains. While you're there, check out Isaac Ruiz's Silk Cloud. All of the things, bro. I like to just get it all out quick, you know? Highlight all the homies. Pa, 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 pa. And then we're ready. Give them their shine. Look at that. I need to get that jacket because it's raining today. Be perfect. And I want to protect my clothes, bro. Yeah, but I also want to get that hat. Oh, there's rings, bro. Every time I see this, it reminds me like of like- You don't uh, wear enough rings? Yeah, I don't wear enough rings, one. And two, that jacket, dude, looks fucking warm, bro. Fuck yeah. SilkCloud. Go to SilkCloud.com, type in Emo30, get 30% off all of the things. Thank you, Isaac Ruiz, for always helping us up with whatever we need. And it works both ways. We're here to help you guys with whatever. 9-5. Throw in 9-5. I talked about the homie Mike Metcalf in a while. They just did some shades, bro. And I would the look Ray good Gonzo, in those. He was in, I, I don't know where he flew to. Was it France? They flew out to make a, Paris, a they did, yeah. it was a Paris, right? And they did a drop out there with Rayquan. They had even stuck around for a Wu-Tang show. Oh, Big ups to 9-5. Barry, you are also wearing a 9-5 freaking glass of frame. Always. Brought to you by a collaborative effort by Three Punk Hills and 9-5. Big ups to the homies. Another Chula Vista brand. Oh, we do, man. We, we fuck with all the San Diego South brands. Bay, South say, Bay yeah. brands, Chula Vista brands. But we don't stop in the South Bay. Sometimes we venture north. And sometimes north ventures south. And that's what's happening today. Ladies and gentlemen, Hoot. Hoot. <laughs> if you don't know this name, keep an eye on this name. I'm not saying I have an eye for talent. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But sometimes talent is so big that you just can't avoid it. Our dude, Obit Padilla, has been in the hustle for a minute. The music he puts together is next level, bro. Keeps you warm on a rainy day. We were listening to that shit before we even started. Yeah. It was keeping it nice and toasty up here in the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, Obert Padilla, thank you very much, homie, for cruising down here. The uber talented over. Look at that guy sitting on the couch. Homie, you look look gymnastic ready. (laughs) You look like you're ready to tumble. I did my pull-ups this morning. You did it all. You look like you were in the pinches doing, I got burpees. The hair didn't. Let's go. When we're done, we can go ahead and the. I'm weak, bro. You know, know, I'm I'm, I'm old. I at least got 20 years on you, dog. How old are you? Good, bro. 29. 29. 15 years on him. Old as shit, dog. Obed Palia, for those who don't know, drop a little knowledge. Let us know a little bit about yourself, and let's unwrap the talented package that is Ovid, bro. So I'm from Oceanside. Um, I play a bunch of different instruments. I produce. Um, I'm an artist, songwriter. Kind of have my hands in a bunch of different things. Very much needed these yeah. days, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like to be able to kind of, you know, navigate and move, at least through music, like, you, you have to have a... Uh, vast knowledge, you know, in different things. So it's kind of just been out of necessity. Social media being one of those things. Social media, too, one of your yeah. strong suits, man. Oh yeah. Well, I got a super dope team, you know, and a bunch of people who help and like are a part of it, and that's just been great. So yeah, like building that. But yeah, the social media is like probably the most important out of anything. Putting out your name, man, making sure people know who you are. Yeah, bro. That's how I first came across you. Then uh, Theo Bobby said, "Hey, man, oh, by the yeah." Check it out. Keep an ear out. Jumped in a little further. I was like, oh, wow. Uh, Bobby's my guy. Down. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much, he's pretty much the, the puppeteer. 
he he is the man he with the plan. Yeah, yeah. You know, he kind of hold pulls all the strings with that game. This is looking good right now. This looks like it might take off soon. And now he put me on game with you. And then uh, I've been fortunate enough to be at two of your shows. I was uh, the first show I saw you at was at Love Thy Neighbor, the benefit that we did for Ruben Torres and his family. Yeah. And uh, subsequently, it was also Sunny Sandoval's fiftieth birthday. Yeah. You were on there, bro. You were on stage. It was great. Doing man. your thing. It was like that was kind of a dream, bro. Because I I got to go over to the tribal and and. Everybody was rehearsing, so that's when I met, like, Sonny and Marcos and, you know, all the guys. And I looked up to them, you know, since I was a little kid. And, and they're good so, dudes. They're, they're, they're very solid. welcoming. They're, they're, they'll take you under your wing yeah. if, if they can help in any way. For sure. Very unassuming as well, man. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not, they don't come with that rock star mentality. Yeah. Nah, you know, very, they're not like BJ. They're not like Barry, you know. <laughs> they don't come with that rock star mentality. <laughs> Things are good. How did you get into music? What was the inspiration? What was the, hey, I'm six years old and I know I can play a guitar. I know I can do this. So my dad's a pastor. Okay. And, you know, I think a lot of kids who grew up in church, you know, were played in on, on the band, you know, at church. So I started playing guitar when I was like 11 years old. All right. And then bass and drums and, you know, kind of just got Take thrown, a in, everything. thrown into all of that, you know. And so, like, since then, bro, and I'm 29 now, so it's just been that. That was, that was my start. What's up? So when you say daddy was a preacher, man, you meant that. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Some of the best musicians I've ever seen or, or, or come across church. were in church. Yeah. Like, I would remember going to church, and it was boring for me, man. I was a kid. I'm not a big Same. fan of it, but I was just, like, did best with the time that I was there. And I would just pay attention to the people playing in the band. I was like, man, these guys get down. It's like, this is too much. This is too much for this church right now. Like, what's going on? It's like, over there. it's like a whole a whole choir. They're doing it. And then the music in the background is like, oh, that kept me entertained. And there's 15 people in the seats. But the I'm band just, is bro. crazy. Dude. There's 15 people on stage, bro. <laughs> Everyone's clapping. The music is bumping. That makes sense then. Yeah, yeah. So you got to travel a lot? Uh, traveled a lot when I was younger. Yeah, kind of. And that, that was good for me, too. Like, of just seeing different cultures and, you know, the ways different people live and and... Not being assuming either of like, you know, this is the right way, this is the wrong way, you know. A lot of taking notes. Everybody has a different life and a different upbringing and grows up different, you know, and you can't really (laughs) talk shit on any of it. I mean, you can, but you'll realize yeah, you, you realize really quick that it's not very beneficial to those your growth. People probably look at you the same way that exactly, you know, man. So. I mean, those are things that I've learned as I gotten older. Is yeah. like, I just gonna you gotta live your life, walk your path, and whatever comes your way, and you find as a benefit into creating whatever narrative you're trying to write for yourself. Take it in, and Absolutely. whatever you see is not beneficial. Just whoof, take it out, brother. Hundred percent. You were born and raised in San Diego. Um, I was like raised here. Um, I kind of lived in different places, like okay. Colorado, North Colorado, Carolina. Colorado, nice. Yeah, North Carolina, and then um, San Diego. I pretty much was raised here. How old were you like, before you got to San Diego? We got here when I was thirteen. All right, so, so from thirteen school, on here, high school. You know, I don't really every like thing that was significant in my life that happened to me like in my youth was here, here in San yeah, Diego. Yeah. And oh, it's always been in Oceanside. Oceanside, yeah. Look at that, man! How does growing up in Oceanside help and contribute to your creative process, or just kind of like becoming the talent you are? Well, it's, it's so many different people, um, like as far as like Samoans, Filipinos, yeah. Latinos. Dude, such know. a melting pot, right? Yeah, it's crazy. So that's cool too. Like we we are all kind of mix and mingle together, and everybody kind of understands everybody's culture. And it's I feel like it's just one of the the last like great 
small towns in California. You know? And it's, it's beach still life too, bro. Yeah, yeah, beach life too. So you surf, you skate, you did all the ocean side sur- things. Surfed a lot. Awesome. Surfed a lot. Again, man, you can't judge books by their covers, especially in Southern California, yeah. especially in San Diego, because some dudes look like Barry over here, and you're like, oh, what? And then they look like I Angel. They swim. look, yeah, they look like me. It's like, oh man, you know, we we kind of dabble in everything. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, you're a part of everything, and I feel like that's like a. It plays into who you become. For sure. Did you use Oceanside for that? I think so. Because I, I, I wasn't... At first, you know, like, you grow up and, like, you're kind of s- not scared to be who you really are, but there's just... Everybody judges everybody, you know? And you're not comfortable in your own skin. I feel like, that's just a part of youth. But then you, like, get out of that and you're like, damn, like, I'm, I'm just going to be me. Like, <laughs> fuck everything else. I truly feel that that is probably something that helps artists, creatives... Anybody, yeah. the sooner that you realize that, hey, I'm comfortable in my own skin, I am who I am. Like, I gets down the way I gets down, and if people like it, cool, if not, whatever. But I feel as soon as, like, a, an adolescent kid, like, if let's just say you did that, Barry, at 13, bro. You realize that you were comfortable in your own skin. I think that's a game changer, dog. Sure, absolutely. Like, I'm barely getting comfortable in my, my own skin as a dad. But, again, it, it trans, transcends. Yeah. You know, you go, you go through different eras in your life, man, and good for you, dog. Yeah, and I feel like as an artist, that's important, too, because... I don't know. I think so many people fake the funk and then wonder why things don't work out. I think most people just appreciate authenticity and and relate to that, you know? Like, damn, yeah. this fool's just being himself regardless. People see through it, you yeah. know? I don't, I don't, I can only speak for us mm-hmm. where we're from, the, the culture and the way we were brought up, but I feel like we have that, uh, the third eye. Like, we can see, it's like, oh, discernment. That's like, this dude ain't it. You yeah. know, like, this guy ain't about it. Like, I, I see what he's doing, but. Este way no es así, güey. Ah, yeah. The fool turns it on when people are around, you know? And if you're not, like, I feel that transcends even stronger. For sure. Which is why I feel like, like, um, how do you classify your music? You know, like, I don't classify people's music because it's not my art, but I just, when I listen to your music, I feel like it touches on a lot of things. A lot of different vibes going on. Yeah. Like, I, I grew up, like, listening to so much different music, bro. Like, and I was, like, sheltered growing up, so I... I didn't start listening to anything on the radio until I was like 12, 13, like Red Hot Shade Peppers, Black Stefani, all that. But me and my pops used to go uh, shopping at like thrift stores for vinyl. <sighs> Talk so, about that influence right uh, there. That's got to be next level. Stevie Ray Vaughan, ACDC, oh, Beach shit. Boys, James Taylor. like James bro. Taylor? You got ACDC, you weren't that sheltered. <laughs> nah, nah but, that, but that's the crazy part. It was like. That's when I was like first starting to kind oh, of be introduced in this stuff. You know? Imagine that being your introductory course to music, dog. Yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, no mamas. And then you go to ACDC, like, boom, boom, boom. Me and Bobby was talking about that. Like, you know, Bobby likes blues mm. a lot. And I love the blues, you know. And so that's kind of one of our bonding things. But, yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, all that, man. So th- those were my, my nice. first really influences. And then getting older, like Green Day, you know. Green. So he but classed like, it up. He went from Steve Ray Vaughan to Green Day. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Like Dookie Green Day. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. fire Green hey, Day. Love bro. or hate Green, Green Day, Day, dude. Love him or hate him, bro. Green Day is probably one of the most influential albums to people my age and apparently to people in the 29. I mean, clearly they had an influence on me. Bro, I was freaking in ninth grade when Dookie came out. And I didn't know what was going on. Because I, I was I was always a I had a weird like 
genre of music that I did. Yeah. My style was weird, bro. I would roll to school in boots, rayon shirts, jeans, bien vaquero acá, like yeah. all fucking pseudo narco that you know, you know it. But then my my alter ego was fuck. I was a I was in a punk band growing up. Like all my life, I was in punk band. So I would go to and run law shows. I would go to shows here. No thanks, Lagwagon. And Dookie came out, and I was like, oh shit, okay. I knew I heard about Green Day before, but never really was about them. And then Dookie came out, and I was like, wow. This is it. That yeah. everybody everywhere was all green date out. Bro. I think that was that's the cool thing about that is like it's punk, right? Yep. But it's pop. Hella pop. And it's so dope because so many people are like, that was their introduction of like, oh, I actually like this. Like maybe other stuff is too too hardcore yeah. or too much for them, you know? But they like that. I think that's dope. It's We're a starting point. It's yeah, one yeah. of those bands that's like, okay, boom, I like what they're doing. Let me dig. Sure. What's 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 behind it? Oh shit! Pop Ivy. They're Operation Ivy style. Yeah. All right, you keep digging. <laughs> Minor Threat, Dead Kennedys. For me, it opened more doors because yeah. I was oh, I, go, Operation Ivy is like real big fish. There it is. And then, then like you know, no doubt, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then all these sublime, you know, all these things start coming up. That's why I love music, dog. Oh, same. You know, same, bro. what drew you to music? Was it just that your dad? What did your dad play an instrument? He played guitar a little okay. bit, but really like. It was just us having all these instruments around the house that was like, but nothing forced, you know? It was just, it's just like, there. If you want to do it, go ahead. Hey, Mikuela, there's an accordion in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> if you want it, handle it. <laughs> Feel free, there's a harp over here. <laughs> Damn. Damn, when are you coming up with a Norteño? Hey, we'll see, bro. All right, I don't bro. know if I could do it, though. Yeah, you, you, you just did. It. You just did it, bro. <laughs> I got the accordion. I'm ready to go with hey, it, bro. Play, Let's go. On, we'll it do it right now. now. Take it easy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining outside. It's about <laughs> to get it. The, the, the carpal tunnel X up when the rain is out there, <laughs> bro. This is kicking it. <laughs> yeah, so we were talking about the classification of your music. What do you What do you identify your music as? Like, what, what when you go out there? I don't really have a, a genre per se. Nice. But I, I just think it's like like California soul. That's what I could call it. People I see that's what a genre is and it's like even like when, when fools are like, Oh, this fool's a rapper, like no, I'm not a rapper, bro. if anything, like when I do that genre or style of music, it, to me it's like poetry. I was gonna say you're more a poet than a rapper. It's like like Andre three thousand mm. or like most deaf or you know, that type of lane. Like those dudes are real writers. Like I, I don't classify them as rappers, especially nowadays. Like when people say, "Oh, I'm a rapper," it's like, oh, "Okay, bro." Andre three thousand doing like right. a flute tour right now or something, isn't he? That was fire. That's yeah, what I'm saying. It. It's like, <laughs> forget genres, bro. If somebody can put you in a box, you're not doing it. Exactly. You know, if, if you can, if you can be classified as something, why would you want to do that? I, I would not want to be classified. Oh, this guy's a he's a rock. You know, he plays rock music. Yeah. He is a, a rock and roller. Or this guy, he plays reggae music. He's a reggae guy, artist. And, no, man, I feel like the move is. Stay liquid for him. For you sure. know, you, like I, I delve into all of these genres. Absolutely. Sometimes I play the, and as a consumer of music, as a listener of music, I would r much rather listen to something that I can, you know, I'm feeling this today. I'm feeling that today. Yeah. And if the same artist can encompass and put that in a one, I'm like, this is the guy who's doing it right now. Sure. This is the guy. I feel like I, and I, I, I feel like I, I compare you to Eddie Zuko internally a lot just for the region that yeah, you guys yeah, are absolutely. in and how you guys get down. But he does that too. You know, it's like I can listen to an artist and be like, oh, cool. If I want to send punk rock, I got punk rock. If I want to send Norteños, Corridos, I got that. Sure. You know, but where are we from? We're from California, and I feel it, it, it. there's a lot of, not only is it a melting pot for cultures, but music, dog. Oh, Everything, sure. our food, you know, our arts. Everything that we live and breathe down here, you know, like there's different scenes, and they all meld together. Absolutely. And you are a perfect representation of that. And, and. Honestly, it's just me being myself. Like, I don't really try to be any anything, you know? Like, if I want to write a country song tomorrow, I'm going to do that. I might not put it out, but I'm going to do it. It's there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, I think just, you know, 
being true to myself. That's what I could. That's what I could say about my genre. Tell <laughs> me about me. when you realized this was what you wanted to do with your life. It's funny talking about uh, the Green Day thing. The first time I ever like performed, performed, I played when I come around. Okay, hell yeah. I knew the guitar chords. I didn't know the solo yet, but I knew the guitar chords. And it was like this little block party at church, and like random dude hopped on the drums with a random fool on the bass, and I was like, oh, here are the chords, blah blah blah. We did it. I'm like 12 years old. And I killed that shit, bro. Hell yeah. And all, everybody was cheering. I was like, oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn. Bendito shit. sea. In the name of the Father, the Santo. Get it. But yeah, bro, after that, I was like, this is sick. Now, getting older, you know, you get into other things and you're like, ah, I might do this or whatever. And so I had a, a probably a long time of like a hiatus where like I still played guitar, but it wasn't my thing. It was in the back burner. Up until like 2016. Then I went on like my first tour for like playing guitar for somebody else. Okay. And so seven years ago is when it really clicked for you. Yeah, where I was like, oh, I can actually do this. Like I was getting paid to play guitar for the, these like Christian camps, nice. and I was doing like their little, little worship team, you know. But I was getting paid, it and I was like, oh, a I, worship. And you were on yeah, tour. Bro. Damn. And, but I was doing the lead guitar. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. But it was cool. Like I was like, damn, I, I could get paid for this. Like for real. This is a thing. Then I yeah, and then I get back home, and my boy Anthony Cruz. There was, like, a group of us, like, in Oceanside that, you know, I, I kind of clung to. And it was my boy John Gives, who's also super dope. And I started, like, producing and, you know, making beats and stuff for him. And then me and my boy Anthony made something. I got my first check from Capitol Records, and it was, like, 500 bucks. Boom. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, now we really doing this. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, it just took off from there, bro. Nice. And that led to another tour, which led to another tour. Did that lead to like an introspective moment when you're like, okay, I could get paid for this. I'm doing this. Yeah. How far, who do I have to link up with? What do I have to do for myself? What, what, how do I reinvest this check? Well, from there, then like I started making my own music, like nice. actually making songs. And I think I put out my first song in 2018. 2018. That right. song, Someone Else. And, uh, and then from there, I just kept making records and, you know, making beats for people. Staying hustling. Selling bro. beats and, you know, doing different gigs and features and all that. So, and you were telling us earlier now it's been about five years that you've been independently, you know, employed, self-employed, yeah, entrepreneur, yeah. just maintaining it, living off of music. Yeah. How does that feel, bro? It's cool. It's a leap I, of I faith, think, no? I think it is a leap of faith. It's kind of surreal, but also I don't really, like, think about it. Like, I'm just so used to it now that I'm like, oh, this is just it's my day-to-day, -day, you know? It's but, clocking in. <laughs> you know? I think it's it's definitely made me, I don't know about if tougher is the right word, but like, you know, I could, I could stretch a dollar, I can handle anything. You're you resilient know? now. Yeah, yeah, like I'm stuck. Things come your yeah. way, whatever it is, financial, you know, personal, yeah. uh, just you know, going through the motions of being a, a self-made entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, you got you can hang now. You gotta keep, but you gotta keep moving. You know, I had a long time where like things would happen and it would really affect me, and then I'm like stuck and depressed, and it's like, nah, bro, you gotta get out of that. How like, do you get out of that? Man, God praying, yeah. like you know, hella religious. Uh, I want to say hella spiritual. I even say religious. I hella say religious. Spiritual. <laughs> I tapped into my NorCal shit, homie. Don't worry about that. Don't <laughs> you? Say, don't you worry about that. You just <laughs> Bay Area. Bay <laughs> yeah, Do you yeah, tap yeah. into your spiritual side? Oh, uh, definitely. Okay, bro. I think that's like a huge part of my life. Um, you know, I think we all like have things that we wrestle and struggle with, and life, and. and uh, we all relate to certain things, you know, and I think those things are important. Like how we were talking earlier about drugs and, you know, different stuff like that's just it's normal. And but people put such a taboo label on it. 
whatever. It's like, bro, this is just life. These are struggles. Yeah. These are obstacles. You either overcome them or you become them, yeah. you know? And, and like, when you overcome them, like, I don't think it's, it's nothing embarrassing to talk about. Or, Al contrario. You know, it's, it's like, just, look what I was going through yeah. and look where I'm at now. Well, you know, it's like, I, I went through that. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, I didn't let it be. Hey, you got to clip that shit. Right, because I, I like oh, the part when I said <laughs> you overcome it or you become it, dog. Yeah, no, I'm gonna smart. put that shit in a fucking yeah, card and send it to all the family for Christmas. <laughs> Emo Brown bumper stickers coming to you. <laughs> but it's real, man, because yeah. every all of us here, Angel, BJ, myself included, yourself, we all deal with daily struggles. We all deal with obstacles that come in front of our path, and it's either like I'm very guilty sometimes, just let it overcoming me, sure. and I'm like, God, no, mama's dog. I'm gonna be stuck here all day, just like dwelling on this problem how to like rubik's cube my way out of this problem or you say okay you know what head to fest face forward head first let's handle let's keep it moving yeah. bro no nah, definitely you gotta apply that shit barry don't be scared to be a successful man dog it's so <laughs> terrifying don't be fucking and, but scared. also like as 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 men like we don't talk about it either at all you keep it to yourself you know and i like that's so important to have people around you that you can just be yourself and be like hey bro i'm kind of going through it right now that's recent though yeah yeah okay this is this that's recent for Before, sure. like, I grew up with my, my parents. Fortunately, knock on wood, I have a very privileged upbringing. Yeah. Both of my parents are still in love, still together. And, oh, same, You same. know, all of them, my, my grandparents, everybody that I was around was married and together and happy, so I was raised in that environment. And in turn now, as a parent, I'm raising my children in the same environment. Wifey and I, married 18 years now, been together for 20-some-odd years. You know what I'm saying? My parents are still together. Her parents are still together. Yeah. So my parents have that infrastructure built into them now. You know, the only thing I want to switch and, and adjust or, or tweak is... I, I always felt, and it was never said, but you couldn't feel as a dude. You couldn't, you, sure. could, you couldn't, like, you know, let your feelings out, let your emotions out. And not to get all, like, you know, in our feels or sappy, nah, 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 nah. but it's true. This is very new. Like, it's very, it's a very new idea for us, especially of our demographic, you know, cultural background, you know, and uh, we talk Mexican, about it. Bro, you don't talk that? about that shit. Machismo yeah. and all that. Bro, like, yeah. You know, wake Very up and get at it. And, yeah. move on. and it's true, dog. And I've realized now the older I am that you know there's real deal problems. Yeah. You know, there's businesses you gotta maintain. There's family dynamics you gotta work through. There's just issues that you gotta use. And I feel sure. you have a you have a platform and you do where you can put that kind of message out. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think I do that with even just you know, my art. Indeed. That's why I bring it up. It's just like it, it all goes together, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like a puzzle. Definitely. And I feel you, you you feel complete the more and more you discover about yourself and what works around you, putting that piece together. It's like, oh, like you know how you feel when you feel. You complete that little jigsaw puzzle, you know, yeah. pop, pop, pop. You look back, you're all done. It's like, oh, shit. That breath. That yeah, it's like, uh, that felt <laughs> good. Imagine having the tools to put the pieces together in your life, in your body, in your dynamic, in your, you know, in your demographic. Oh, imagine if this shit came with an instruction manual. No, <laughs> no, it'd be too easy. But that's why we need, we need different people in our, our in our circle around oh, us, you know? Sure. Like, you know, you, you're on the way some, up, dog. Your, traject your trajectory's going up, dog. It is, man, and it's, it's Does that cool. scare you? Um, I don't know if, if, I'm, if it's scared, but, like, I'm, I'm so used to being by myself. So that's the whole thing is like my social battery mm. should be dying sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just if anything, it's an adjustment. But now I, I'm not. I'm not scared of it, you know. I, I asked for it, you know. Yeah. Like, bro, you chose to do this. This how is what gonna, you wanted. Are you gonna complain about it now? You'd be surprised. I know some guys. Oh, I want this. I want this. They get it. They're like, damn, I don't want this. You know what? Yeah. Like this is too much, and you know, to each well, their that's own. A, that's okay too. Yeah, you know? to each their own. As long as you're you're honest with yourself. Yeah. 
yeah, bro. So much wisdom in, 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 in that hair. So, <laughs> so much, so much wisdom in that. Why is he on his whiskers? I'm like Samson. Todo mi poder está migreña. Look at you, bro. What is your background? You, you, you mentioned Mexican. Is this... Mex Mexican and Costa Rican? All right, cool. Very yeah, nice, so man. My mom's from Guadalajara, and then my dad's from Costa Rica. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, my mama's from Guadalajara. Oh, we really? probably related down there. Probably, bro. If we go far, do I've done our ancestry and I talked to so many people over it, over and it's like boom, boom, boom. You keep going back. It's like we're probably related. You know, we're, <laughs> we're probably got family in the same does little. Your, does your family over there ask you for money? My family over there? Like, yeah. Anywhere? Just they asking the wrong motherfucker if they're looking for money. <laughs> like I, He's asking I, them. <laughs> I give unsolicited advice. <laughs> That's the only thing I have a plethora of. You want a joke? I'll crack one. You want it to be shit on? I got you there too. But money? Thank God. People, nobody else. They're asking the wrong guy. They're going to be asking you for money. Hey. You're asking you for money. Tell me about your first show on stage when it was like, wow. The feedback that I'm getting from the crowd is energetic, and I can I can become addicted to this. I went on tour uh, with this with this uh, dude Hojin. Okay, you know I mean they sold out the whole West Coast tour, Oof. and then after they were like, "Hey, we need an opener. Do you want to come?" So I just got to go on while, and they sold it. I didn't have to sell tickets or nothing. Hell yeah! So we played. she was already sold out, yeah. and you just showed up and played. Yeah, and I was just like, "Cool." So me and my boys, we we all went, and then I played two nights in San Francisco at Cafe de Nord. Um, Cafe de Nord. Yeah. Was there the first the first night, man? It was packed. Everything was like perfect. All my homies from San Francisco were there. And uh like I killed that shit and, and everybody was going crazy. And I was like, damn, this is what it feels to be like like I was in the groove, like the flow of it, you know. If anything, that was the part. It wasn't even like the crowd. Like that's that stuff is cool, but it's more so like, oh, I I, I mastered this part this thing right now. Like I did this perfectly. I completed it. It's more so that. But that was the one. Like you see musicians sometimes on stage with their eyes closed looking up. They're they're obviously they're playing their music, they're playing to the crowd, mm -hmm. but it could be alone in the dark, nobody watching, and that musician will probably be doing his thing. Yeah. When you're in the zone and you find that, I call it like hitting the barrel of the bat. When you hit the barrel of the bat, pa, yeah. it just sounds different. It goes further. When you play in golf and you hit it in the sweep spot, ta, it just takes off. Yeah. When you're on stage, I'm assuming, and you're doing that thing and you're singing and you're playing and the groove and the vibe is just there, you're probably just like, I believe the surfers call it the blue room omen. <laughs> oh. I believe it's referred to as the blue room omen. <laughs> Look at in this the guy. barrel. In the barrel, dog. Yeah, yeah. That's the goal. That's what you're chasing. That's the drug. That's the feeling. I think so, yeah. I, if anything, it's the feeling of people relating to something and, and being moved by it. Mm. That's more so, I guess, what the chase is. of Like, wanting to be heard and wanting other people to feel understood. Because some most people, I don't know, I won't say most people, but some people they they can't put the, whatever they're feeling or into into words. That's it's why we true. all listen to music. That's like exactly. Oh, the, I that that's exactly how I feel. That's the song I just listened to. Damn, that's me. We're social animals. We're humans. Yeah. We are constantly looking for things to connect to, to relate to. So it's like, oh, you know what, that dude, I'm feeling what that guy just said. I can't say it because I don't have that skill. But what Barry just said. That's what I'm feeling, and I need to hang out with him more, you know? Sure. And that's healthy. Yeah, definitely. That is very healthy. Definitely. What motivates you? What, what goes into writing a song for you? The creative process. Lately, it's been, like, my my family, my struggles with God, um, my just struggles in life. I don't know. You Tell know, me about getting, your struggles. Getting, getting, getting older and, mm. and figuring things out and, like, what it really means to be a man. Like, the actual definition, not what society tells you. Like, What do you think is what a man? It, yeah, like, yeah. What, what does being a man look like to you? Like, 
that what's that's what inspires me right now. What does being a man look like to you right now at the age take, of twenty nine? Taking care of business, mm. like doing what you're supposed to be doing. Most people know what they're supposed to be doing. We're scared you know, to do it though. You know when you're doing what you're not supposed to be doing. So what what is that? The opposite of that. That usually feels the best though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, but you don't want that. No. Uh, you don't. You don't want that short lived like dopamine run. No. You want that that's long resistance. Yeah, that's resistance yeah, to your you want goal. That. And you know what? It sounds weird because now we're, we're we're talking about something completely different. But the older you get, this is what happens, bro. You know, what is it to be a man? What is it to be an adult? What is it to be responsible? What is it to have priorities and actually answering the bell? You know, yeah, yeah. and you're doing that. And not to get all serious. Well, and, get you know serious, I mean? fool. But it's just, it's just, that's just what I'm, me right now, you yeah. know, so. You're a serious guy with, with, with a, a creative background, and I can see that little smirk on your face, yeah, too. Yeah, bro, because I be you goofing know? off. You're awesome, bro. payaso <laughs> shit, too, <laughs> homie. You're awesome. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine somebody without any layers, bro. I want to be an onion. Make me, I want to make you cry. I want to, you know, satisfy, like, a, like, whatever need you need. I want to be an onion that has sure. all of the layers and just, you know, touches in on everything. I want to be a grape. Why? Smooth on the outside. You want to get stomped on. Soft and sweet on the inside. <laughs> Barry, that is another <laughs> Hallmark card. <You> could... <laughs> That's a weird ass grape. Uh, <laughs> Barry the grape. Yummy ass grapes, dude. The cotton candy ones, the green ones. Oh yeah. yeah, those are fire. What? There's cotton candy grapes. Oh, what? Those are the best ones. Are, dude, so... It freaks me out. The scientists have created a seedless watermelon. How does that happen? Jeez, Sometimes you still uh, find seeds in there. I don't believe in it. I don't want to know. Who's taking them out? <laughs> the creative process goes from whatever you're going through, whatever struggle, whatever high, whatever low. Yeah. When you were at your, your addiction, when you were in your addiction, how long was that period of your life? Man, from, I mean, probably since I was, a, I started when I was a little kid. Like, okay. the first time I ever, like, touched anything was was uh, opiates. Okay. Like, these little Tylenol, like, codeine pills. Okay. Because I, I, growing up, I was sick. Like, I have a, a condition called Febre. It's a lack of enzymes in my body. So like my hands and feet were like they would always be like burning and sometimes I couldn't okay. move them. Sixth grade, all sixth grade, I didn't go to school. Damn. I was just at home. So, you know, I was what, ten or eleven years old. That was the first time I ever tried anything and I was like, Oh, I I like this. This is tight. My hands feel great. Yeah, <laughs> like I I feel great. <laughs> but from there, like you just get older and you get into different things and, and you know, then you find like cough syrup and you know, all kinds of stuff and and no, so, I don't know Obed. I never found cough syrup. <laughs> Actually, I did. But, yeah. we'll get <laughs> but it, it's true, though, right? All right. But it's it's been like, not an, I wouldn't say ongoing process, but like just getting older, you know? You get into more things and you have more access to things and you have more money and, you know, people are around who offer you things and... Again, yeah. it goes it goes back to becoming a man, dog. It goes, it goes back to realizing what is right and wrong with your your life. Yeah. What, what, what is working for me? What is not? I got to get rid of that. I can't, yeah. I can't be around these people that are, you know, just like yes people or people who are just kiting me down the wrong path, you know? For sure. You got to step up. an experience and a lifestyle, you know? Like you can experience all sorts of shit and that's what's going to make you who you are on the other side of it. But once it becomes a lifestyle, that's when people either go up or down, you know? Definitely. Do you have a moment? Did you have like that, that, uh, that quote unquote, that rock bottom moment where you realize, yo, this ain't it. I have, I have, I obviously have a talent in my hands. I have a gift that I could potentially be throwing away. By venturing down this path, uh, yeah, I, I was trying to pick up from this dude that I knew from high school, and he was selling like I don't know, like Percocets or whatever. And I'm, I'm like, hey, bro, like, let me get two of those, blah blah blah. You know, I hit him. He's like, cool. Meet me at the show. I go over to the show. He's like, I'm like, yo, where you at? Nobody's there. He's like, you're at the wrong show. As soon as he said that, I was like, 
bro, don't you're tripping right now. Nope, go to the different one. It's right up the road. There's two dudes waiting for me right there, and they come up to my car and they're like, "Hey, you're a bed, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "All right, here's the here's the stuff." They give me a little black bag. I was like, "I can open it, right?" I open it and it's like Tylenol and Advil, and I'm like, "This isn't what I, what I was trying to get." Gave it back to him. The dude's like, "Oh, my bad, bro." Goes back to his backpack, comes back, gives me the, another different bag, and I open it. I was like, "This ain't the same." This fool reaches in my car, tries to grab the hundred dollar bill. I'm like, oh, everything's, like, slow now, bro. I, like, put the car in reverse. This fool's, like, reaching in here and, like, trying to grab a knife. I'm reversing as this fool's doing it. I, like, kind of push him out a little, and his arm comes out, and I, like, put the the window up, and then I just skirt out of there, bro. I cried all the way home. I was like, dude, I can't be doing this. Like, that was probably the worst. That's a hard sense of, like, a slap in the face of reality, but you needed it, I guess. Oh, for sure. I mean, I still did a little bullshit after that, you know, but that was probably, like, one of the big moments where I was like, dude, like, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die, fool, yeah. <laughs> at a shell. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, hey, good on you for not only, like, you know, realizing that that's a wake-up call, Yeah. but, like, also, like, all right, I got to get out of here, man. Yeah. I've never, well, I've also never had that. Also, owning yeah. up and, like, still, like, being open about that, you know? A lot of people have that experience, but won't share that, so nobody else can learn from it. Yeah. We all got stories like that. We all got experiences like that, you know? I mean, sure. it's it's. And even I, if it's even if it's not like that, you know, even even if it it's could a be different party oh, of, sure. of your life, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But that was do you one. venture in any of these extracurriculars anymore? Do you, do you, I was asking you earlier. Do you feel that it's ever helped you in writing? Oh, it definitely creating? helped. Did it really? Yeah, like I've I've done like Adderall and okay. different stuff, and like I'll lock in, but it's just after like I feel terrible, you know. It's like that serotonin or your dopamine, it's it's guilty like, pleasure, huh? it drains it and it's depleted, and then now you, it takes a week to recover to get back, you know, like. To me, it's just not worth it no more. Barry, you're a musician. Have you ever ventured down that path? I mean, not really. I smoke weed. Yeah. But I don't feel like it helps or hinders in any way. I think it's just kind of like a Willie Nelson does it. <laughs> but no. Um, I feel like if you're like a creative and like naturally talented like you are, like when you do that shit, you feel like you're cheating yourself. Cause you're like, I can do this without it. Like this. Yeah, yeah. The music is me. The music isn't these I think things. It's, it's because so. it's easier. Yeah. You, you're like, you have no worries. You have no inhibitions. Like, mm. you're, you're cool. You're open. Yeah. Like, you're just like, damn. You're transparent, I'm not bro. About nothing. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. And I mean, after you start tripping. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, the lights are moving. What yeah. have I learned? I've learned that I'm not reaching out to my high school buddies for Percocets yeah. anymore. <laughs> Never have. Never yeah. will. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like a little bit of something, like, just to get the creative juices flowing is good. But, like, what helps you also, right now? Honestly, Strictly weed? No, fucking like alone time, quiet. Yeah. Cause like when you, I start a family, like there is no alone time anymore. Yeah. And like that's when I got all my best work done, like sitting in my room at my parents' house, being like, fuck my mom and dad, you know? But now it's Damn, like. Damn, you play the guitar weird, dog, dude. That was a ukulele, dude. <laughs> I, I used to play ukulele. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're strumming a violin, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was really mad violinist. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now it's just like if I can get some spice, spice to myself, like mm. that's really where my brain just like goes. But yeah. If I'm around family, it's just family mode. What's next for you, Ovid? Um, we're doing the Chrome Ball Tour. Hey, for Oceanside Amphitheater. Oh, felicidades. Yeah, thank you, bro. That is a come up. Yeah. One, let me take this opportunity. Look, look <laughs> yeah. at this down ass hat, Angel. Yeah, baby. SDFC is coming to San Diego, and they're linking up with local talents, and it was only a matter of time before you guys like had a train head-on collision for course. Sure. And now you guys are linking up where? At the Oceanside Amphitheater, uh, January 27th. Heck yeah, bro. It's from 12 to 8. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're performing in the evening. What What is this uh, whole collab about? I think they're just trying to get, you know, together with the with the city and, and 
all the different cities in San Diego and just have everybody, you know, really get behind the team. And to me, that's it's dope because I don't think anybody's ever really done that. Nope. Like, they have not, not really bro. Padres, no. Chargers when they were here, mm-hmm. like, you know, nobody. I think this this club, this for those who don't know, it's a football club, a soccer club that they're doing it a little bit different. Yeah. They're legitimately delving into the trenches of the community and reaching out to every hood, every city within the county, everything in San Diego that makes up the component. And they're just staking their flag in the ground yeah, and saying, and this is like MLS. Us. That's so tight. I've been wanting MLS here forever since I was little, bro. And now we finally have it. I'm like, I feel I feel happy that that we know the people who are involved that are doing it. You know, I'm excited for people that I know like you, like, you know, talents, creators, you know, our artists, musicians that are linking up with them and doing them. It's like, I feel like I'm just like, I got front row seats to see everything. I'm like, nice. It's yeah. nice to see somebody like you hooking up with them. It's good to see a guy like Ricardo, you know, because he jumped over from the loyal, taking the realm and just doing it, taking it at the helm rather than just leading this club to the future of San Diego, bro. Sure. Dude, they, you're putting on for the city. Nah, definitely. Pretty much. Like, there's no other way to put it, it now. It feels great to, like, represent, you know, and even have people, like, bring out my name. Like, mm. Bobby. Bobby from Tribal. Like, he was like, yeah, you guys are doing Oceanside? Go bed. Like, that's, I, I don't know. I'm honored. Let's yeah. take this opportunity to say thank you, Theo Bobby, for yeah. putting on for all of us down here. You always. Know, he's always. always looking out for us, always. bro. Get your bike rides back in order, <laughs> Theo Bobby. <laughs> He got me all excited, and a few bike rides went up there, and then all of a sudden, you know, took off, went on his vacations. You and go today. It's raining. No, man. She's, bro, I don't do anything in the rain. I was just looking at a bunch of, I got a bunch of emails. Oh, we're canceling this. Oh, we're canceling that. Yep. Cool with me? Emo Brown yeah, crew went on Sunday in the rain. I was like, you guys are crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> what do you do to let your hair down? What do you do to relax? Uh, video games. Mm, all right. Yeah. Does that hair come down? The hair does come down. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Video games. Um, I don't know. I like, I like movies a lot, you know. Uh Chilling with the homies, just down the beach. Yeah, 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 a lot of alone time. Yeah, like, that's that's kind of. I need like my space, you know, time to me. You kids in your space, space. <laughs> you kids in your space. I got three kids, homie. <laughs> yeah, I got, I, I got no space, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man, zero space. But then you get used to that, you know. Mm-hmm. I get I get sad now when like my family's gone. Like, when they're at school and yeah, wifey's yeah. doing her thing, that bums me out. Like, any, every now and then, wifey will take the kids, and they'll go to visit her sister in Utah. So I stay home. And it's just, like, for, like, a few days. But I'm I legit, bro. I, I'll melt into the fucking couch. And uh, <laughs> super dramatic. I was watching. I, I wasn't. I was watching TV, but the TV was off. I spent, like, hours just, like, kind of zoned out just like this, like, like living in an alternative world. Like, what would I do if Looking I didn't back have, at the yeah, man like, in the mirror? Like, what did I, what would I do if I didn't have a family dog? Like, what was I do? I was not happy. I got, I started smoking. I was like, I gotta get out of here, dude. <laughs> you, <see? laughs> you start thinking like that. Like, oh, I'll be right there. This was, this was before. Like, we were homie homies. Oh, I just like, I told everybody, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna hang out at home. I'm gonna get some alone time. Like, Reenergize these batteries. Like and I could just, dude, I was. This I was just can't sitting. be alone, bro. I can't. I, I really can't, dog. I've been, I've been uh, uh, an integral part of my family dynamic. I've been a pillar of my family dynamic yeah. for so long that if you remove everything that's around me like that i'm useless bro like i, I was like what do See, i do but then all that falls apart too yeah but that's part of that how what we were talking about being a man you know mm. like that's one of the things i'm learning like i have the ability or the i can be really selfish mm-hmm. and it takes some selfishness to like elevate and get to certain places you know and that's one of those sacrifices but also it's like people you should be able to balance things you know and I, that's one thing i'm learning is like being a man is also like balance and handling your shit, bro. Like if I had a family, like, bro, don't be a piece of shit and not yeah. be there for your family. Yeah. That's crazy. 
Worst, worst scare. The, the the worst fear for me rather is having somebody else raise my family. I even hate fucking Dude, putting it oh out there. I hate throwing that out into the atmosphere. But for me, my biggest fear is like, okay, now somebody else got to raise my family. It's like, oof, dude, I would, that, that would just have a I feel like that Aerosmith out. song, dude. I just don't want to miss anything. I don't, don't want to miss a thing. You know the From that movie Armageddon? Uh, are not just, it's the, um. Damn, I was about to shit on Aerosmith, that about but Obi jumped in. And she was in the movie. That's What's his weird. name? Todd Rundgren, I think. Uh, Hello, it's me. Hello, it's me. Yeah, take me down the path. Take Bro, me down the path. Him and Steven Tyler, I think, had the same daughter. It, it, was, it was somebody's daughter, but it wasn't. Oh. And one of them raised it, and that's what that song was about. Oh, no way. Yeah, Liv Tyler. Yeah, huh? I, I don't remember. Fucking you know what? Don't quote me. That's nah, crazy. I'm quoting you. Ladies and gentlemen, Emo <laughs> Brown probably presents Obed's Tales Behind Rotations. <laughs> Who raised Liv Tyler? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I, I love all you. Don't, 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 I didn't say nothing crazy. April, does cancel culture bother you? Is that something that oh, you... Oh, it pisses me off. Yeah? It but it, but it, is it something that you try to, like, um, do you live your life differently because of it? I've... I, I used to post a lot on the on the like on Twitter, mm. like, but I I just don't. There's no uh, there's no proper way to talk about anything over the internet. Like there's no context. You don't know people how they're like how they're speaking to you. Like I could tell you something right now that maybe it wouldn't piss you off if I wrote it, but it would piss you off in person. Yeah, I feel you. There's no inflection. You, they, you gotta. You, what's the meaning behind these words? Yeah. yeah. How are you talking to me? It's what is the context of this conversation? Exactly. So yeah, and I, I just think people are allowed to have their own opinions, whether Holy. that's wrong or now. There's consequences to what you say, but you should be allowed to say anything you want. That's just, hey, freedom of speech is freedom of speech. Yeah, you yeah. can say whatever you want. There's there, but there's gonna be a reaction. There's, there's, there's gonna be a consequence of what you said, yeah. whether you like it or not, man. And yeah, fuck that's. But the cancel culture that's that's a very um, like your shit don't stink. That's that's how I look at it. It's yeah, like, like, that's on some pedestal shit. Looking yeah. down at other people, like oh that motherfucker said that. Oh look at how he's doing this yeah. and oh. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of caught on too that that's like the people that are out there canceling people are not the people that are supporting people anyway. It's like True. you got canceled, yeah. but you weren't buying my tickets anyway. When it, I think it's the thing too of the sm like it's like the smallest group of people who have the loudest voice like on the internet. You know, they're just louder than everybody else because everybody else is just living their life. People don't care if you did some dumb shit. You know, we all do dumb shit. Yeah, like most people that's are like, life. oh, that that sucks, <laughs> whatever. But then you have this small group of people who like don't do shit with their lives, but they're just tweeting all day. Oh, so and so did this, blah blah blah, and it's like, all right, bro. You spend a lot of time on the internet. Nah, nah. I try not to. You just check the boxes of whatever you need to do, get accomplished. I, I promote. try to like you know when people like comment, and I try to you know talk to people and and read messages and stuff like that, especially now you know. Do you have to like set time aside for that? Because I'm assuming your inbox probably intimidating. I, His is fucking crazy. I'm like, oh no, thank you. Oh, it's <laughs> super intimidating, bro. Yeah. Like. And if I start, I won't stop. Yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's the part. Like it's like I, flaming hot Cheetos, bro. Once you have that first flaming hot Cheeto, it's like you just can't stop. Once right, you open it to the roof I of my mouth, it's cut open. Yeah. Y'all need it. Yeah, oh, I saw that. Yeah. Eating some hot onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some people have segways. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> nah, shout out flaming hot. Boom. Yeah. What happened with that? Uh, they just they booked me to um do this campaign for them where I kind of like taught songwriting and and you know music and and it was cool. We used the homie Joey's studio, Joey Bradford. He plays guitar in the used, mm, nice. and so he let me use the studio, and we filmed it on there, and it was sick. Look at that! So, that guy is one step closer to the used. Meg, Meg the Stallion yeah. was like the main person. <laughs> what? Like, if you go on the website, it's like Meg the Stallion, and a bunch of other people, and then my little face right there. <laughs> I fuck with Lenny Hutchie. It was more now. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I did before, but now, now all in, bro. <laughs> Lemon and every, you know what? A little, a little bonus tip for all of you that don't really fuck with Lenny Cheetos. Cream cheese, sour cream. Sour cream. Yeah, dog. Dip that flaming Hot 
into sour cream, and you too can have a f- physique just like this, bro. Mm. They're so good, though. I gotta try, bro. I done the, I've done the cream cheese. Cream uh-huh. cheese is fire. I haven't tried the cream cheese. No. The you guys cream. fuck with the limon, though? Oh, no. No. I don't, so you gotta add your own. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like, like the bag shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. As soon as you like said the limon, I got you. I was like, no, I don't want it already on limon. You've had the extra hot one, though? The black bag? Brother, what? Nitro or whatever? The black bag. It's the black. But yeah, the black bag of flame. Shit, homie, last time you fuck with the black bag, they try to take your seatbelt <laughs> off, bro. You gotta learn. <laughs> Stop fucking something about black bags. You can't <laughs> see nothing. I don't know, dog. What's in that bag? Yeah. <laughs> seems to be a, a What's a in the box? Here. What's in the box? <laughs> I've never even seen the black bag, fool. Yeah, that it's like a uh, it's like extra flaming hot. Yeah? It's, it's it's hot, but it's so good. Dude, my <laughs> bag, my bag consists of I put it in a bowl, I squeeze a bunch of lemon, I put some chamoy on top, mm-hmm. and then some valentine. And then more lemon, and then then I start eating it either with like a fork or a spoon, because now it's cornflakes. Now it's cereal. It's so (laughs) so soupy, dog. You got the the crunch in the sauce. Got to eat before it gets soggy. You got got to have the different dynamics in your mouth exploding, bro. I'm about all that. Let's do it. What other shows you got coming up, bro? I want to go see more of you. I know B-side. you got. I'm not going to Oceanside. That's far right now. Nah, I know it's all good. What else you got here bro. close to me? Um, open up for the B side. I wanted to hear that. Feb- go ahead. Uh, February second at the Music Box. February second at the I, Music I, Box. I got bro. you on the list, so don't even worry about it. Oh, man, I don't like being on the list. Nah, I guess <laughs> but they don't come. No, let's do this. Since, since let's buy tickets. And let's see if we can do a giveaway for, yeah. for everybody in the social club. Are we doing a trivia question? Yeah, maybe we'll do that. You know, we'll, we'll put it out the Obit interview, and then we'll see if uh, we can pick up a nice little something, you know, in the cut. Like it. Ask them and see if we can give away two tickets to that show. I'm down yeah. to go, man. February 2nd at yeah, the Music yeah. Box with the B-Side players. Yeah. They're on their 30-year anniversary oh, right now, yep. bro. Right? That's what's going on? Yep. I reached out to Carlos yesterday and said, hey, bro, we got to get you back on the podcast to kind of go over, you know, what's coming up. Yeah. But, yeah, when I saw it, was like, you were on, I was like, Woo. Let's go, man. That's gonna be it. Have you ever played there before? I've I've played there for other people. My boy John Gives. Okay. We opened for I think it was Mad Lib. Okay. And so he did a set there. But yeah, that's a great venue. It's super dope. Local bands that you look to inspire uh, or or want to tour with or want to collab with. They want to do anything with. Um, I mean, obviously Zuko. Mm-hmm. Zuko's super dope. There's a bunch of artists in Oceanside. My boy John Gives, Ryan Manalili, um, Holy Rainbow Club. Those are like the homies. Um, oh, talents, bro! Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, like it's funny though. Like San Diego, I feel like it's very—I won't say divided, but like Oceanside is an Oceanside. Okay. San Diego is San Diego. You know, so it's—I don't know how many artists are—I don't even know a bunch of artists like that. You know, but mm-hmm. if you're out there, reach me up. Yeah. When you're not writing music for yourself. You're producing music for other artists? Yeah, producing records and, and writing and, yeah. Different hat that you wear, or do you approach that uh, project with the same aspirations as if you're it, writing for yourself? It feels different, well, but it's, yeah, it's almost the same thing, you know? Because when I when I make my music, like, I'll sit there and, you know, I make all the actual music to it, you know, the drums, bass, everything, and then write to it. Very so nice. basically, I'm just doing the first part for other people. What, what, what kind of a message do you have for an up-and-coming musician you know, an obit of seven years ago, an obit of five years ago before you went all in and this became your 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 full time job. What kind of a message or advice do you have for those up and coming musicians? I think if if you're like starting out, like just lock yourself in your room and do it like don't post nothing like do it for a whole year and see if you even like want to do this. Because I think that's the thing is like people like the idea of it, the lights and, you know, the glamour and all that. But it's really not that. <laughs> It's a grind. So it's like if you if you actually want to do this, then you'll stick with it, you know. Passion projects are different, man. 
Yeah. When you're doing something that's driven by passion, forget the money. And purpose, you know? For, yeah, purpose it's like, what am I doing this for? Yeah. You know, like, why am I, why do I want to go on tour? Why do I want to put my music out? And there's something inside you that's driving you to do that. Sure. And if you don't got that, don't do it, man. Yeah. Because you're going to quickly realize that. Like, in anything, oh, shit. You know? In anything in life, bro. It could be whatever you want to do. But as soon as you realize, oh, shit, this wasn't really what I was looking forward to. And you wasted time, money, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. Ultimate goal for Robert Padilla. What are, you, what are you looking for? What In 15 years, fuck, in five years, dog, what, what, what is it that you want to see yourself in? Bro, I just want to be the best. And be recognized, you know, by my peers as, you know, being great. Mm. Not just good. Great. Mm-hmm. What if I told you that's already happening? That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Good on you, bro. You know, maybe I you. have to catch up to that. I don't know. <laughs> you, more, more than likely, bro. You know, because when you're, when you're in it, when you're in the eye of the storm, it's calm. Yeah, you don't see. You, you don't, don't see everything don't see that's going on around you. Know, you're, just, you're, you're, in the, you're hustling. You're in your groove. Yeah, you're doing yeah. your thing. You're chasing your dream. You're manifesting your dream. Sure. You're in your passion project. You're doing what makes you happy. It's like when you take a step back and realize, oh, shit. Yeah, like, I was in this hustle for a long time getting to where I am now. Yeah. Doing the work. Yeah. Everybody says passion. Everybody says dream. But everybody leaves out that big word, yeah. four-letter word that everybody's afraid of, work. Well, and that's the whole thing <laughs> of, like, lock yourself in your room and, and do it, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Everything else is a plus. Like, it's nice, but that's the most important thing. Damn, so wholesome. Look at this guy, dog. Not just a pretty hairline. All the things, bro. <laughs> what else you got for us before we dip out on this episode, sir? Hey, man, just I want to thank you for having me. Never bro. thank me, homie. We're, we, whatever you need from us, we got you. Oh, same yeah, here. Bro. Whatever you need from us, bro, we got same you. Uh, it was a great time. It's dope. February second, the music box. Music box. I'm gonna let's you let's load that and show then if, up, bro. If you're in Oceanside, January twenty seventh at the Oceanside Amphitheater. That one's gonna huge, be. That's the bro. hometown one. That's huge. Yeah, you ready for that? I think so. Yeah, we got the whole band. You What's know, up? We got. It's gonna be dope. Ooh, I'm excited. Shit, look bro. at your face getting all with them for that dog. one, dog. I'm excited. Oh. I've never played there at the at the Oceanside Amphitheater, and like I feel like they don't really do shows there. So for us to be there is gonna be insane. This is everything. Your right show. There. This yeah, is the one. That's dog. the hometown one. This is the one. She, we, we should might, take the train. Bro. I was gonna say we might have to go to Oceanside. <laughs> bro. Hop on that train. Let's I just go. saw how excited he is about playing. I was like, fuck, I should go out there. We should go out there and just hey, be like playing eleven dollars, eleven dollars back and forth, baby. Is that what it is? Yeah, mm-hmm. for the for the Amtrak. For the co- the coat. What is it? The coaster. Yeah, the coaster. Uh, it is like playing the Coors Amphitheater. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'll tell that story a different day. But I almost vomited. And why I don't hate. Why I do? <laughs> I don't like it? Green Day. Why I don't like Green Day for a different day. Oh, yeah, for yeah. A different well, day. I don't want. I don't want to ruin your your Check inspirational the Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Obed Padilla. Thank you, brother, for cruising through, yeah, dog. You, Fuck yeah. All love, bro.